God, I pray your word would just explode in our spirits this morning because we are filled with your Holy Spirit. So as soon as we hear your words, it, it hits our spirits, which are sealed with the Spirit of God and just completely energizes us to believe in you and have faith in you and hope in you and what you say, Lord. At the end of the day, Lord, it is your word that will endure forever, Lord. And it is our hope in your word that endures forever. God, speak to us this morning for your, from your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to just read some verses from 1 Peter, and then at the end, I'd like to read from the prophet Isaiah. Um, these are corresponding scriptures, okay? As far as this is your homework for the week, <laughs> read 1 Peter chapter 1 in its entirety and Isaiah chapter 48 in its entirety. And you will see the overriding themes of in the midst of great affliction, God's people are refined for God's glory um, because of uh, his outrageous redemption that he has provided for us through the death of Jesus Christ on the cross and ultimate, ultimately his resurrection from the dead, which is, that is the foundation of our lives is the reality of Jesus Christ's resurrection from the dead. That creates a, a foundation of hope underneath our lives that's so important. So I'm just gonna read some of the verses, but you study all of 1 Peter chapter one and all of Isaiah 48, do them together, you'll be blessed. 1 Peter chapter one, starting in verse three says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And then also I'd like to read verses 20 through the end of chapter one of First Peter. He, Jesus, he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. That's a big verse right there. Make sure you underline that. Your faith and your hope are in God as you have specific confidence and knowledge that Jesus Christ was manifested in these last times for you and for me. Verse 22. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, Love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, 
through the word of God, which lives and abides forever, because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers and, a flower, and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. Glory to God. In the last broadcast that we put on the internet for last Sunday morning service because of the situation and circumstances, we talked about um, that God is the source of our hope um, that is constantly being regenerated inside our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit as we trust in him. So what kind of hope are we talking about? And I'd like to just hit on a few things that are talked about here in 1 Peter chapter 1. What kind of hope does God bring down into our lives? Uh, from the scriptures, we know that it is a lively hope, okay? It is alive. The people of God are alive because the resurrection of Jesus Christ abides in our hearts, giving us hope that we too will be resurrected to eternal life, a lively hope a living hope, a living hope um, that is alive and that we live in relationship with day to day. That's the kind of hope that God pours into our lives. It is a strong hope. Strength of God is in the hope of God that comes into our lives. And without the strength of God, where would we be? <laughs> This world has a lot of waves and a lot of storms and a lot of afflictions come our way. But as the strength of God is continually poured into our lives and given to us by God, we are bolstered up with the power and strength that literally spoke the universe into existence. It's a strong hope. It's a quickening hope. It makes us alive in God, knowing that he is near. He is not far away. He doesn't go on vacation. He doesn't take days off. He is a 24-7 God that is there for us. It's a quickening hope that makes us alive in the lives that God has given us. It is a durable hope that will last you all of your life, the hope that God brings into our lives as you trust him. Remember that scripture that we had last week. It's the kind of hope that is as, as solid as a foundation as the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We know that Jesus rose from the dead walked by the power of God, walked out of that tomb, and our hope is as sure a foundation as that knowledge. Um, the scripture in Peter talks about that you may be, we, we will face trials if need be that tests our faith and strengthens it and also reveals whether it's genuine or not, whether it is a life of faith that we are reading. But Jesus rising from the dead is, is something that we hold to be completely true. And just as we hold that to be completely true, it is a solidness underneath us, like this foundation of our hope. Um, I've been a foundation builder my whole life. <laughs> and one of the things I, had, I learned as I you know, was being trained in the craft of building foundations is 
It is the down pressure of the structure that rests on the foundation that actually gives this foundation even more strength than it has when it stands alone. So uh, I just want you to be so aware that the down pressure, the pressure that we're facing, and specifically right now with not being able to meet at church and trying to stay away from people and wash our hands uh, 50 times a day, that pressure is, is actually going to strengthen our hope and our faith and bring us to a powerful revelation that our faith is in God. Our hope is in God. Um, not in the, not in the designs of men or, or the government or, or anything that, you know, is coming down uh, the road to meet this pandemic head on. Obviously, we need to take precautions and help our medical care workers. We believe God uses medicine and doctors and all those things. But it is the pressure that we are experiencing right now that will affect great strength in the foundation of our faith and our hope which is in God, verse 21 of chapter, chapter 1. What makes, the, what makes the Christian hope so far above any other even idea of hope in the world is that it is a living hope. It is alive because it rests in the heart of God. Our hope is in God at the end of the day. Our faith and our hope are in God. Um, and it is a living hope because we are in relationship with God and we are living and having lifestyle of in the presence of God and uh, in the presence of God's people, which, matter of fact, I, I, just, I just really miss. <laughs> I miss the 10 minutes before church service begins here at Lewiston where everyone's chatting and laughing and catching up and normal things are happening you know, uh, Dorian and Jim are at the door and Frank is walking all around the building and the parking lot making sure everything's in order and the worship people are getting ready to play their instruments and sing and that, that whole clatter of life going on, that is the living hope of the church, is the people and, and, and the noise that they make when they, when they come together for the Lord. And that is why we come together and I really long for the time when we can come together again. We will notify you as soon as we know that it's safe to gather again at church. What makes Christian hope a, a high above all other ideas of hope in the world is that it is a living hope. And the hope of eternal life in a true Christian is the hope that keeps them alive that keeps them moving forward, that keeps them following Jesus, um, that keeps us energized. It, it quickens us, it supports us, and, and undergirds us to hold us up, and eventually it, it will bring us into the rule and reign of Christ forever. Um, we just did a passing study in Revelation where we just really encourage the people of God here at the church to read Revelation for themselves and pray that God would reveal through the Holy Spirit to them all that he wants to teach them and, and tell them through the book of Revelation. Um, and these, uh, this Revelation is, is where we are right now. We are in the Revelation of, of Jesus Christ in all that he has written, in 
all the things that afflict the world and afflict the people in, in the world. Um, but a Christian's hope is, <laughs> it keeps him alive, it keeps him moving forward. Uh, when John Wesley traveled to the United States on his first missions trip, it was like in the 1800s, he, he was returning to Europe on a sailing ship. And on that sailing ship, he was with uh, spirit-filled believers. They were called Moravians. And as they were returning to Europe, the storms were so terrible in the Atlantic. The people in the ship that were down in the bottom of the ship were terrified. The water was pouring into the ship and all the thunder and lightning and waves that came with it. And as Wesley sat there cowering in the hole of that ship, he observed the spirit-filled Moravian believers and how they were completely unaffected by the storm. They had perfect peace that the Lord would see them through and that the Lord would keep them. And, and he asked them, he said, why are you in such great peace? And they told him, we know who our Lord is and we know that he will keep him. It affected him for the rest of his life. He ended up uh, staying with the Moravians in Europe for a couple of years until he too was filled with the spirit and power of God. And we all know how that life played out. He, he rode over 86,000 miles on horseback, 25,000 miles on horseback, and, and lived to be 86 years old preaching uh, until, you know, until he could not go any further. What a life, what a hope he had. The hope that God gives us stirs us to action. And that action might look a little different right now with the circumstances that we are in. Um, I believe that the hope that comes from God will stir us to actions of perseverance, of pushing through what is happening right now, and of a steadfastness in knowing that our faith and our hope is in God. Um, so let the hope of God stir you to action of perseverance and just being steadfast in your faith in the Lord and also uh, just being patient. Right now, um, uh, what's happening right now is calling for a great deal of patience. Patience, gentleness, these are, the, these are the things that are at work in the life of a follower of Jesus Christ. Patience, gentleness. We read this, this morning in 1 Peter, loving one another powerfully um, in the midst of the if-need-be's of life, which can be great afflictions. I'd just like to wrap this morning with some verses from uh, Isaiah 48. As I said, 1 Peter and Isaiah 48, they really, uh, they really interlock. I really encourage you to get into the Word of God yourself as you are in these times where you have to stay in the house more than normal and um, can't get out as much as we can. Use the time wisely. We redeem the time because the days are evil. So we don't waste the time that we have. Isaiah 48, I want to read verses 10 and 11 and verses 20 through 22. It says, Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. For my own sake, for my own sake, for my own sake, I will do it. 
for how should my name be profaned and I will not give my glory to another. The Lord told the children of Israel, I have refined you in the fire for my glory. These afflictions and things that bear down on us in the lives that we lead, um, in the lives of the believer, are to bring glory to God so that the world can see that the people of God, their faith and their hope are in God. Let's read the, just the last two verses of chapter 48 of Isaiah, three verses. Started in verse 20. And he's telling them, go forth from Babylon, flee from the Chaldeans with a voice of singing, declare and proclaim this, utter it to the end of the earth. And this is what I want you to see. Utter it to the end of the earth and say, the Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob. The Lord has redeemed you and me. He has redeemed the church back to himself. Verse 21, and they did not thirst when he led them through the deserts. He caused the waters to flow from the rock for them. He also split the rock and the waters gushed out. That just speaks of an incredible abundance, abundance of God's provision in the midst of where there seems to be desolation and affliction. There is incredible provision of God that always, always, always comes through because God loves you and cares for you as his own sons and daughters. And he will provide in the midst of this affliction that everyone is going through right now. That verse ends with a statement that there is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. There is no peace apart from Jesus Christ. And we are in a world where peace <laughs> looks like it has taken the last train out of here. Okay, where we see how everyone is 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 behaving and moving through the world and moving through this tremendous affliction that has hit the whole world. Key verse for this morning's message is 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22, verse 21, I'm sorry, which says that our faith and our hope are in God. That's, that's who the one who we believe in. And that is the hope that comes to our lives. We are praying for all of you, um, please contact us right away. Um, if you need anything or you are not feeling well, please call us right away. We believe that in the miracle working, healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ, our church is filled with people that have been healed and delivered miraculously by the power of God. So we know that it doesn't matter what the disease is or what the affliction is. Jesus Christ has the power to heal and deliver us from the afflictions and sicknesses and diseases that come our way in this world that we are in. So God bless you all. Please remember, get into the word of God. Read 1 Peter, read Isaiah 48 with it. Let it bless you in its entirety. Let God speak to you. Um, when you open the word of God, which endures forever, it's always fresh bread. It's always fresh bread to our lives. It's never day old, it's never stale because it is a living hope that God has brought us to. 
God bless you. We will see you soon. We will call you as soon as we are able to gather for church services and ministries through the week again. God bless. We love you.